Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullum. And Mark Hughes, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This will be our final episode of the year 2023. Yeah, and uh, we've... Many, uh, many to come in the new year, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, we're recording this just after Christmas. Uh, things have quietened down everywhere. But um, if you're new to the channel, uh, rate, review, and... Um, subscribe sure. um spotify is uh, i couldn't figure out why we're having troubles with spotify it was almost impossible to find us on spotify oh this is the second time this has happened because somebody told me they could remember we had this conversation i thought i'd fixed it and it, it turns out that i was missing an author line or something or oh yeah. you could search for us by name so you could search for jeff cullen or mark hughes mm. but you couldn't search for us as connect Two. isn't that weird yeah and there's there's other other uh, podcasts that are very similar connect and connect Two and stuff like that yeah. so okay. anyway is it uh, fixed it should be fixed well thank you Okay, uh, it, uh, I had to... Thousands have been searching, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so, uh, today we have coffee. Of course we have coffee. Today's coffee comes to us from Epoch Chemistry. Ooh, it's and quite nice. It is called uh, the Terra Bravo, and it is Braveland. from Brazil. Minas Geras. Now, I have to warn you, every time I pronounce Portuguese words, they actually sound like they're supposed to. The problem is I also pronounce Spanish words that way and Italian words that way. My wife drives my wife nuts. There's just, uh, there's a way to pronounce Portuguese that's different from... Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it sounds... So I, I always sound Portuguese no matter what I'm pronouncing. There you go. Because I speak many, many languages, English the best. Yeah, there you go. I speak very many variants of English. So this is uh, supposed to have notes of stewed fruits. Stewed Bra fruits. Brazil nuts and milk. Regular. I'm not seeing the stewed fruits. Eh, maybe it's an aftertaste. I will see. No, no, it's very tasty. It is nice. It's smooth. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, any jokes? dad jokes? Yeah, well, in honor of the uh, Christmas season, if you're into that kind of thing, I found some religious dad jokes. Mm. Well, the only gift when I, I say religious, these are Christian dad jokes. I want to be very specific. The only gift I got for Christmas was a deck of sticky playing cards. I'm still having a hard time dealing with that. <laughs> How does Moses start his morning? I don't know. He brews a pot of coffee. Uh, the Christmas alphabet's almost identical to the standard language alphabet, except that it has no L. No L. <laughs> there you go. Hey, do you need to build an ark? I know a guy. Oh. <laughs> See, these are not... You can't be funny My biggest fear is being trapped in a small room with Santa. I have claustrophobia. <laughs> That's good. Uh, wait, let's see. What's another good one here? Uh, who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? I don't know. S Samson, because he brought the house down. Oh, jeez. If you know your Bible. Biblical, biblical fairy tales. What did Adam say the day before Christmas? 
Adam say before, the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve, not Christmas Steve. That's what I always say. My wife said, told me if I got her another stupid gift for this Christmas, she would burn it. So I bought her a candle. <laughs> this is not a dad joke. This is a, a <clears throat> this is a X controversy. Oh, X controversy. Uh, well, it's a, it's a thing that some lady posted on X and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that some guy would have done this. So apparently this woman said, uh, the gist of it is her, her headline. This is true. This is true on X the last few days. So my husband ruined Christmas. And she said that they have a like a like a two-year-old. And they had done all these preparations. Imagine you you're a dad, you're a husband. Imagine this. So they had done all these preparations for Christmas. You know, and when your kid is two, two's kind of a magical Christmas, right? Because when they're one. They're like, oblivious. They don't know what the hell's going on. But two, they start to clue into the whole magic thing, right? So yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> so apparently, they had everything set up. And this poor woman wakes up like, I don't know, nine o'clock on Christmas morning to find that her husband has opened all the gifts with their two-year-old without her. Her husband had Her it. husband. Like he got the two-year-old up. The two-year-old was up. And rather than wake up his wife and allow her to participate in, and she goes on about how, because the kid is two, she's really been looking forward to this. And so she wakes up to find that all the gifts have been opened by the two-year-old without her presence. And she is livid, you know, and uh, obviously complains about this. Or, or And her husband says, well, it was special daddy baby time. Oh! So she ends where she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm basically like walking around trying to hold back like tears, you know? And so like you can imagine the comments were pretty wild, right? Like every woman is like, divorce this guy. Like what the hell's wrong with this guy? And a lot of guys were, yeah, you know. I can't imagine doing that to my wife and being that oblivious to yeah, you'd be trying to wake up your wife. Her, her saying, feelings. Okay, you need right? to come down. Of here. course, absolutely. You'd be like. Although I, I saw. The I dog saw, does something funny and I'm like, hey, you got to see this, right? I can't remember who it was. I think it's somebody I know kind of distantly. But anyway, that they posted and it's a picture of the Christmas tree and and all of the uh, all of the gifts have been opened. and By the and, dog? No, so the, the, the post says, uh, me waking up and discovering that our three-year-old toddler has opened up every single present to everyone. <laughs> Not just... Well, so, I mean, I'd be mad, but I could forgive the toddler, right? Yeah. Uh, the other one I saw, and this was four, this is on Facebook, four different families, because somebody aggregated this, did this. Uh, I, I don't want to pick on white people. But they were all white, and it was four different families where it was uh, a dad, and I think in at least three of the cases, a son, wife, and one or two daughters, okay? The mother and the daughters are gagged, and the son is not, neither is the dad, and they're holding up a sign that says, Peace on Earth, by gagging the women. This is... and. It, 
these are like this is what they send out for Christmas. So I showed my 16 year old, and I'm like, "What do you think of this?" And he was like, "Wow, that is wild, man." And then I saw somebody else post, uh, "How did he put it? Hint, gentlemen, you could probably get this woman to cheat on her husband with you if you were nice to her." <laughs> but I mean, it's shocking. And like again. We're pretty progressive, right? I said to my wife, and then she was like, holy crap, are you kidding me? And I was like, what is that telling these daughters, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, these are young children. It's not, like, it was a bunch of teenage girls. You could sort of say, well, it's a funny, maybe they're all in on the joke. Or, like, these were, like, little children, like, you know, four or five-year-old daughters and the mom. And I'm like, what, what mother goes like, oh, yeah, this will be great, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll participate in this. I'm like, man, there's a guy who's going to wind up with a steak knife between the ribs one of these days, man. I mean, it's just like, wow. You know, blows me, blows but, me away. But, blows me away. But sometimes you find that it's not just the, the guy that's, is, like, I've seen uh, couples where, Mom is just as weird in the I, same know, way. That's as, a good point. As dad, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah. Maybe they're like, this is totally you know. We read we read a magic book and we totally bought into it. So I mean, it's like yeah, uh, maybe it's like Trumpers in the states. It's, I mean, they're not all guys. There's a lot of women that just as this is true. Crazy. Well, like that new speaker of the house, his wife is reportedly quite bought into the whole. Let's call it patriarchal way of being. Although he adopted a 15-year-old when he was like 20. He adopted a 15-year-old boy. He did. He did, before he was married. And he was 15 years old. The kid was like 14 or 15. And he was like 20 That is a little creepy. Matt Gates did the same. Matt Gates adopted a teenage boy when he was before. I don't know if Matt Gates is even married. Yeah. Also creepy. Ding, 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 ding. Some Holy kind shit. Of, <laughs> some kind of bell is going off in the back of my head. And I don't know. But so, when you were a 22-year-old guy or 24, it ever occurred to you to, you know what I really need in my life? A teenage boy. <laughs> and I'm going to adopt one. Are they both black? One of them is. I think the 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 Mike Johnson. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, take take from that what you will. So what did you learn this week? Okay, so there's this YouTuber named Anton Petrov. Yes, I. I, You know Anton Petrov. I've 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 watched his videos. Some of it's really good, eh? Hello, internet people. Hello, friends. Hello, beautiful uh, people. Beautiful people. That's it. That's it. So he was pretty freaked out about this one because apparently in Japan, they've been doing some research where they're taking uh, human T cells, right, and basically creating like a small, very limited brain, right? Uh, like call it a neural network, right? But this is this is biological material and somehow grafting this onto uh, some kind of chip, right? Some kind of chipset. Okay. And they taught, the first one that they did, they taught it how to play Pong. We're talking like a couple million brain cells, right? Okay. So not enough. The next one, they taught it, to recognize language and the point was how quickly 
they were able to teach this ganglion of human brain cells basically to recognize like human language. Well, it was in Japanese. So he was freaked out by the ethics of this, right? Because, okay, the thing is probably not conscious, but how big, because it's really small, but like, is this like the bioethical implications of using, in essence, a, call it a limited scope human brain, hasn't been taken from a person, it's just been grown, you know, like lab, lab cells, but it starts to form a neural network enough that it can play friggin' Pong and then start to recognize language. It's like, do you make one of these things bigger? And does it at some point, where like you they, said, the human brain... The, where do they get the brain cells from? A donor. Yeah, T cells. Like a dead donor? Or a no, live no, live donor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, live T cells. And then they're able to somehow, with probably some form of genetic manipulation get them to grow into brain cells and then begin to create this neural network. Now, would the original person feel it when the pong ball hit? No, no, no. It's you sure. Well, I'm not sure. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be maybe an entanglement thing, right? <laughs> Quantum entanglement. The wild thing was how quickly, because basically they're, they're looking into this as a way to short circuit some of the challenges with artificial intelligence, right? Like a purely digital mind takes a lot to be able to get it to do even simple things. This they've been able to do like within a few days, teach the thing to recognize like language or play Pong. It's like, wow. So I immediately started thinking about Star Trek. Remember there was some of the uh, uh, gel packs, I think it was in Voyager, our biological material. And so this opens up a whole idea of will we be, 100 years from now, will we just be having some version of AI, but it's got like a biological component because it's easier to do that than to create a fully digital brain, right? And what are the implications of all that? Will your vacuum, will your Roomba, you know, be plotting to kill you? <laughs> because the brain has become conscious like it's pretty wild stuff yeah interesting oh boy so he was even like well i'm a little upset about this one and you know it's kind of going into some serious questions but here it is so he was very unsettled about it i wonder if it would be like you did it and suppose the person's brain cells are like from an English speaker and it recognizes English but if you did it with a Chinese speaker it might recognize Chinese like I wonder if there's any kind of residual well that's a good question it doesn't appear so I mean because these things start off as basically a small number of individual cells but then as they grow them in the lab they begin to form these neural networks right because yep. they're brain cells and they they're designed, if you will, or they're they're coded genetically to reach out and start connecting. Uh, so I don't know if there's residual. I mean, I suppose it's possible. Wouldn't that that'd be something? Because there are stories of of people who've gotten organ transplants. These are apocryphal, right? There's no scientific proof. Who report some like maybe the person really was never 
into sweets before they had the transplant. No, they are. And now they are. And then they find out with a little bit of investigation that the donor, you know, had a huge sweet tooth. And it's like, wow. Right? Well, I mean, I think the, the problem <laughs> is, is it, uh, wow, well, the problem. It's not really a problem. I think the perception is that, uh, that, the human brain works like a computer, like a binary on-off right. switch for each neuron. And yeah. it just doesn't work that way at all. Right. And uh, so... Well, we don't even know. We assume consciousness is resi- you know, resident in the brain. Mm-hmm. It may not be. It could be distributed through... Because we know there's a... The, the solar plexus, they found like a secondary, very... The brain? Uh, uh, yeah, like an adjunct brain, if you will, that apparently has some control over your digestive system and some of those autonomous uh, uh, biological functions. Um, well, you think about like octopus, like right? Because wow. octopus, they don't have a central brain. They have a completely, they're kind of like all brain. Right. It's all distributed neurons everywhere. So uh, there was this. Which is uh, why they're so damn smart. Probably smarter than us. Yeah. So there's a, you've heard of Mark Robert, right? Uh, He's this uh, NASA engineer who retired and he's become a YouTube star. And he's basically always showing science-y stuff. I'll have to check him out. He did the glitter bomb thing where the, the porch Amazon package thieves oh yeah and he he designed all these glitter these glitter bombs to track and catch these <laughs> package thieves okay. anyway the so he decided uh fairly recently to um he wanted to figure out how smart octopus was so we got this octopus and i can't remember what the name he named the octopus and um it's like sabrina or something and the octopus rejected this name no, and so what his his objective was to figure out to see how smart um, the octopus was. Uh-huh. So uh, and what he did is uh, so he found out what this octopus really liked, and so this octopus really liked shrimps. So he basically put all these different right, uh, and and an octopus basically is able to squeeze through anything that they can fit their beak. Yes, isn't that only amazing? Hard, only hard part of their body is their beak. That is but terrifying every, in everything a sense. Else. So, so they do all kinds of stuff. Like apparently, it's not uncommon uh, in some aquariums where mm-hmm. an octopus doesn't like a particular guy, and they'll they'll spray at that guy. Yes, they won't spray at anybody else, no. and uh, it's just. Uh, well, I'm sure you've heard that. It's it's quite the famous story now about. I don't know where this aquarium was, but these exotic fish kept disappearing and they couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. So they put a like, video camera and they found out it was, they found octopus. the octopus would crawl out of its tank, yeah. slither across the floor and imagine being the, the, the janitor at night. You're coming <laughs> trip. What the hell is, Oh my God. Right. Crawl up, get into the tank, get the fish, eat it and come back to its tank. I mean, yeah. yeah, so this is the, the blink, level. Blink, This is like a no spider is going to do that. Yeah. If, and if they did, we'd be killing it so, immediately. So the so basically, so it's a, it's a small a small octopus, probably yeah. the size of your hand. Right. And uh, what he decides to do is to try and 
do a maze. Okay. Right? So it's quite it's complicated. So uh, one side is all glass, so you yeah. can videotape it as sure. And the and in order to get from the start, yeah. I, I think I have the feeling that her name was Sabrina. And okay. I think he decided. It was a female. All right. And uh, needed to uh, go through all these. Are octopuses gendered or are they one of these animals that, that has both genders? I think they're gendered, but okay. I'm not. I'm not. Got to get up on my octopus ex lore. Octopi expert. But the, uh, anyway, so each, there was like, there's like 10 or 12 stations. Okay. So each, each of them represents some sort of. Um, obstacle that yeah. the so one um, when they ha have to go up and down and basically like kind of maze not a big deal yeah. another one it's kind of like Child's a rotating play. thing so yeah has, it's kind of like a, like a you know when you enter in a yeah store yeah like those turnstile uh, turn doors or whatever yeah yeah except yeah. It, it so basically can't get through unless you push all the way through okay. another one you need to push the block through and and then there is one where he has to the Sabrina has to go out into the air to, to come down. And uh, anyway, uh, pass with flying color. Like and, and at the end it goes to a like a vault. And yeah. he's got a, the, 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 the octopus has got to <laughs> unscrew, figure out the combination. Unscrew the well it's just a it yeah. looks like a vault, but he just gotta unscrew it yeah. and open it. And, no problem. Got through every every test. Ate the shrimp. Yeah. So uh, as a result, uh, Mark Robert is going like, this uh, octopus is too smart for me to hang on to in captivity. So we actually went and released right. it. Found out where the octopus was captured and harvested. Sure. And basically returned it to that. Well, spot. a lot of people are no longer wanting to. And I'm kind of one of them. You know, I haven't decided about calamari yet, but octopus... I've been more reluctant to eat them now because, yeah, it's... And, and their brains are like... It's kind of like eating a dolphin. You're like, nah, I don't think I want to eat the dolphin. No. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I heard somebody made the argument that if, if, if there's evidence of alien life, you know, on Earth, it could be the octopus. They may, they, you know, if that panspermia... Like they, because they're so different genetically, so different from yeah. everything else. Like they're not uh, close on the the, the chain. No, if you look at the whatever the the tree of life, or I mean, there's a technical term for it. Like they're their own separate thing, branch, right? Yeah. Like way off. Yeah. Um, multiple stomachs, I think. Well, they and uh, this I distributed think, brain. So they, like, they, wow. they, they, our common ancestor is like a a flatworm or something like that. It's oh, not, it's, it's really? so like if you go back to the tree of that's life, awesome. that's where they branch off. Right. Like so way back. Way, 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 way back. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was interesting. Yeah. Mark Robert. I'm going to check him out. Yeah. It's like R-O-B-E-R. -E yeah. So I can see concluding that where you're like, you know what? This thing yeah, is I'm, way I'm too not, sentient. I'm not, I'm not comfortable hanging, having this guy and, and uh, yeah, uh, this, uh, this octopus in a tank. I mean, I had fish for a while, for a long while, and I'm going like, I'm going to be bored as hell. Right? You know, maybe they're happy. Oh, I got food. Fish are not that smart. Well, as far as we know, right? <laughs> Again, the internet's amazing because I just saw a bunch of videos of animals behaving very unusually. There was, there was a monkey getting a, what the hell was it getting out of a, of a well? Might have been a lamb or something. That was weird. But as a guy had a, he saw a moose 
Okay. Now you don't attribute moose or meese. No, mooses, Moose, I guess. Mooses. With being all that smart. But he claims he's driving on the highway in this rural part of somewhere in the United States, and this this female moose, fully grown, came out of the woods, and he at first thought, oh, oh I'm you know, this thing's gonna ram my car. Um, so he stopped, and the moose stood in front of his car and wouldn't move. And it kept looking into the woods. Oh, yeah, because you know? there was a moose. Uh, a, like a, a calf. A calf that was trapped in the mud. So after a while, this guy's like, does this moose want me to follow it? You know, he's like, okay. Pretty brave because, I mean, if that thing charges you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he falls into the bush and he finds the calf. I think it had fallen into like like a stream or something. It just couldn't get out, right? So he jumps in and gets this thing out of there. I'm like, that's bizarre. Uh, uh, I just saw one this morning. Some guy fed a fox. And this is not super surprising. The next day, the fox shows up with his whole family. (laughs) You know, but there's some communication there, right? Well, you know, it's interesting because so one of the things, apparently one of the superpowers for dogs in particular is their ability to communicate with humans. So um, so this is kind of what distinguishes them a little bit from other animals like there are other yeah, sort animals of a charade sort of way right with their yeah, face you got it i mean they're they're not it's not like a person trying to communicate yeah. with you but it it is uh, they they are aware enough that they're trying to convey stuff to you i know which is which is pretty big like you know cats not so, not much, so much right cats do whatever the hell they want humans right? are stupid yeah uh but dogs definitely try and oh, uh yeah. so well, many a time i'll sit on the couch reading and then suddenly i turn around and indy's just standing there with this look on his face like yeah clearly i need something i want something yeah yeah He's like what's up timmy fell in the well oh okay okay i guess i gotta go classic <laughs> the um, so the thing is so uh, we ended up getting uh, as a gift from uh, our friend Darlene uh, these buttons so you can buttons that you can teach oh. the dog so you you actually record your voice saying something okay and then they press the button what and it, and it, it triggers something I love that now yeah. I was, I'm, I have a dilemma with this, right? So, and I've watched a couple of videos of people trying to te- teach the animals to do this. So my dog will have no problem. Like Mocha will have no problem pressing this button. Sure. Like, because she, like she, I can train her to do anything, right? Ooh, button. <laughs> you got it. Right. And like if I said button, she would press the button. Uh, it wouldn't take long to teach her to do that. Now some of, but some of the things that people teach the dog to do is like press it and it says treat and then they get a treat. I'm going like, there's no way in hell I'm doing treat. So and Darlene figured this Who's out. Who's training who here? Darlene figured this out pretty <laughs> quick because she did do that. Oh, she yeah, I'm not she just blindly followed the the YouTube thing that says you know do it treat and the dog has figured it out immediately and it's like treat 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 and uh and i'm going like okay so that is the wrong command but that is clearly i mean there are there are definitely youtubers who are saying Uh, this is what you treat now for me that's kind of a novelty thing like you bring the bring the button out when you want to show off that your dog can figure out how to press a button for treat i can see where but what i really would want is where the dog is 
pressing something because they they need something. Yes. Sort of like, I need water. Water. Yes. Water. Water. Water would be good. Or for us, we call going using the the yard tree. Yeah. Go tree. So Go we, tree. We'd record tree. And yeah. I could see tree. My problem is for us, it's out, but the catch is that that, uh, again, she would out. I want to go out. I want to go. Out. It would be like just obsessive. Yes. So, yeah, that, that one, not well, good. you could try water. Water would be good, but tree water. or whatever, and an out play, you know, yard. You'd have to figure out something really specific. They are smart. They're very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Not as smart as a friggin' octopus, though. Oh, man. <laughs> no, definitely not. Octopus would just grab a pencil and write you a note. <laughs> and in cursive. I've been watching you. Just so the millennials can't read it. What? Get an email. I've been watching you from the tank, right? <laughs> yeah. I can, I can, I, I understand and have assimilated yeah. your language. Yeah. Um, I can exit my tank anytime I want. <laughs> Sleep well. Octopus is terrifying me. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what was going to be our theme? Predictions for 2024. Well, it's sort of like um, the year in forward. review and predictions for 2024. Yeah. I'm struggling with this. So, you know, uh, I listened to uh, an episode of Hard Fork, and uh, it was great. The the, uh, the the one that they did just before Christmas. So, th this is Kevin Roos and Casey Newton. Okay. Kevin Roos is a tech writer for the New York Times. Oh, yeah. And Casey Roos is from, uh, yeah. founder of Platformer. Yeah. Are you still listening to Pivot or are you upset still? I just don't find it as appealing as I used to, I think. Okay. I got the Elon autobiography for Christmas, by the way. Nice. I haven't cracked it yet. But, uh, it is uh, It is worth your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It so, is interesting, uh, especially if you take it in the context of the neurodiversity. the neurodiversity thing because basically is wired different. Sure. So, and that kind of shapes everything. Right. Um, and it explains a lot of the, the kind of rent, what appears to be random behavior you see. It's, uh, it's, it's super typical of, you know, they have this expression about autistic people. Right. If you meet an autistic person, you've met, a single autistic person right because basically autism is kind of this spectrum and it all shows up very differently sure. from person to person yeah so it's uh it's kind of tricky to, to categorize you can't people. over yeah. over um over ascribe traits right by from one autistic person because really it's it's a cluster of behavioral traits that vary quite broadly right um but they're kind of similar in that they're they're not they're not typical right, right. They're, they're very you know and and there's quite a range i mean some people you know have a little bit of it and some people have a lot, a of, lot it. of it yeah so um anyway i mean it's uh yeah um so you're struggling with the prediction thing. Well, yeah. So what they did is they divide, divided the prediction thing into three categories. Okay. So uh, one was high confidence. So they had ah. one or two predictions that they think are they're pretty confident. Pretty confident about it's yeah. going to yeah. happen. Then me medium confidence. Okay. And then low confidence. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, so uh, well, and I guess... But before we get into the predictions, uh, 
What was the most surprising thing for you in the past year? Oh, boy. The most surprising thing. Well, this whole uh, attack on Israel mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of came out of the... Well, it seems like it feels came like out it came blue. out of the blue. And uh, on the on the heels of the Ukraine situation, it was like, wow, really? Like, holy smokes. Well, I mean, the, the Israelis like, apparently knew that, or had intelligence suggesting exactly what was going to happen, but they thought it was was uh, was um, not uh, trustworthy, not credible, not credible because it was too much. There's no way. It's just too. They, they thought it was more aspirational than an actual plan. Wow. So, nine um, eleven is the same, right? To a degree, they yeah. they kind of ignored. <clears throat> they had some. They Bush did that. There was some. Now I don't know how specific the warnings were, but there was that purported memo, Bin Laden planning something, right? And he was like, ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, I guess what I find astonishing, and I think the thing that sticks out for me. Is, is kind of like twofold. One is how uh, dysfunctional the House of Representatives is in the U.S. Right. And they have a group that ostensibly are supposed to be all the same party. <laughs> yeah. And they cannot function. But they, they're not. They're not the same party. No. They're, well, there's, there's this group of them, the Freedom Caucus or whatever, yeah. and they're prepared to burn everything yeah. so they won't work with anybody. So I wonder if we are going to see. So, so the twofold is that's one. Okay. And then the, the second is the, the spillover uh -huh. to Canada yeah. of this crazy nuttiness of the extreme parts of yeah. this U.S. The thing. MAGA. So like Pierre Polivare and Danielle Smith yeah. and what's Mo... Uh, Oh, uh, Mo. Scott Mo. Scott Mo. Yeah. I mean, those, they're kind of like freedom caucusy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I wonder if we're going to see some reform, you know, because the American democratic system, I mean, we've had the parliamentary system. It's been around for a long time, right? Yeah. In England, and, and a lot of people think hey, it's complicated, and you know, blah 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 blah. And it is. It's a bit, but the Americans, what you really you're seeing now, like all these layers of complexity that they've, I don't know if they put in place originally or they've just evolved, you know, states' rights, and it's. I think it needs a bit of fixing. Yeah. Right. And and, and I think they're recognizing. Wow, like we didn't put stuff in place because we just never imagined that we would be in this situation. Right. But I think they're going to need to look at doing some now, whether they'll be able to to affect those changes because it is so dysfunctional. I don't know. But clearly this has shown some cracks in the system where it's like, wow, like we need to figure out a better way to do this because this is crazy. Well, and, and, and you go, you think about in, you know, from a very dispassionate perspective, like not a uh, one side or the other thing. Um, one of the fundamental issues with the American political system right now is that they, 
They basically give the president kind of superpowers. Yes. He has extraordinary powers. That's right. But you're elected based upon charisma, not necessarily competence. Exactly. And the second thing is that there appears to be no way to check those powers. It's true. Um, and in a fairly evenly split um, political system where, right. you know, I mean, there's not a big, like the difference between being in charge and not being in charge is like, you know, fractions of uh, of the population, right? That's like uh, one or two percent. And, um, and, and what ends up happening is, um, so they can't impeach people because right. it's that's an entirely political process yep can't impeach them because you can't get enough there is no honor anymore no the, because they're so polarized there isn't even a pretense of you know if you go to uh if you go to a trial or you even go to the house of commons you know they they talk about their friend and this and and um but and there is some across the aisle um camaraderie right but well at uh, least there has been there has been i don't it's know it's getting uh, more entrenched yeah but. and and it's so difficult to uh yeah you, you can't can't cooperate and uh anyway but. now there are those rumors if you buy into some of this conspiracy stuff usually it's tied around the uh, ufo phenomenon or and there's all this talk of the deep state yeah, but yeah. i have heard from several sources that there's something like 13 layers of authority above and beyond the United States president that are part of this deep, that there is I think, people that are really running the show. I think it's pretty clear that that is not the case. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, I think the, the most recent stuff has kind of proven that seems that way. There, right? the, there is yeah, no, yeah. there is no, I mean, the adults, they always talk about the adult. Somebody will step up and, you know, they were few and far between in the Trump, uh, the Trump yeah. uh, sphere, and um, the ones that did, you know, said they would have done something after they've left and they're not doing it, yeah. or on the way out, and they they wouldn't do it when he was there. And I, I know, and the fact that so many people, like one could argue, it's almost like thirty percent, are openly saying they want a dictator. Yeah. They, they they find this idea appealing, very appealing, which does not make it's because sense. they've never you know talked to people who've come from countries where they've had one or two, and they'll be like, you you don't, really don't you, want you don't really want a dictator, like you think like like your hatred of the other is so strong, you think this is going to be great, it ain't going to be great. No, and it, I mean it, it's, it, it's going to be like. I mean, he, really not great. He dominated the news cycles all the time when he was president because exactly. it was kind of like, what was the next next day's shit show? Well, and he still is. But yeah, exactly. He's not even in power, and he's still dominating the news. Like ninety-one indictments. That is an astonishing number of indictments, and these are these are serious people that you know weigh the likelihood of uh and they're you know there's people playing games like they're continuously playing games like the whole thing about the so there's um the colorado right colorado decision which you know some people say is a little bit out there because there were other other um similar 
uh, well, cases. If you read they, the 14th Amendment, it's pretty clear. Right? I know. Clause 3, it's fairly, and, and, and I know there's this debate about, because they found a, a, a previous draft. That right? included the president. Where they had the word president. Yeah, I mean. Then so, they're like, well, yeah, but then we, we broadened it in the, in. Yeah, so, so the real issue. But lawyers are good about that. The right? real issue is, uh, is that, uh, or one of the strongest cases against it is that Trump has not been convicted of being an insurrectionist. Now, that's what the argument is. No, he's been impeached as being he, an insurrectionist. I think he's going to be. He's been impeached twice. No, but he's not being uh, charged with being an insurrectionist. He's being charged with being an obstructionist, which is not the I same I thought the thing. Jack Smith thing was around. It's obstruction. Obstruction? It's all about obstruction. It's no, not about inciting an insurrection. Yeah. And so the issue is that... Uh, and it's supposed to be pretty straightforward, but basically their system has is so focused on due process. It is, and all that Trump is doing is trying to tie it in knots. Right. So hopefully he gets elected. I mean, he's he's running this big long. Oh, he hopes he gets. Elected, he's hoping he gets he gets elected so that he can get rid of these. Actions. I don't think he survives though. I don't know. You know, like I don't think he's like what happens to most dictators. Yeah. In history, they don't usually, it doesn't usually turn out well. No. Right. And I'm not, I am not promoting this. I'm not hoping for it. But the military, yeah. And if he gets some of them on, you know, there's a lot of concerns about how many people in the military are, are secretly Trumpers. And then there's Toby Tuberville has been holding. You know, oh, block. they got rid of. They got rid of that. Like they right. got through that. But right. Still. But part of it, the, the theory was that he was holding those spots open so that Trump could put his cronies in. Right. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of people in that U.S. military or 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 veterans who are still pretty wedded to the Constitution, and I don't know what the Supreme Court's going to do, because if they found that he is that the president has total immunity. Well, Biden's still president, and oh, yeah. and what's the first thing that a dictator is going to do? He's going to dissolve the Supreme Court, yeah. and these folks they probably like their two hundred grand a year and all the perks, right? Like well, nobody's Clarence, looking well, to you be heard like about Clarence Thomas, oh, right? Fucking Clarence Thomas, Jesus! He threatened to quit if he didn't get paid I, more. Back twenty years ago, yeah, and uh, him and Scalia, although Scalia wasn't named. But he, he kind of intimated that there was at least another member of the court that was also feeling, you know, a little bit downtrodden and then with the some, paycheck. And some Republican donor shows up and starts giving him an RV and stuff yeah. like that. Like, well, see, my, my wife being a lawyer cannot get her head around the idea that these judges, that the political uh, uh, system in the U.S. has anything to do with judges. Yeah. Like judges are... Democrat and or Republican judges, or that you run for uh, district attorney, right? Based again on these, and it's gotten worse. It's right? all political. It's not like in Canada, Supreme Court gets named by the government, right? right. Based on their judicial record and and, and recommendations. You know, recommendations, exactly. Not like oh, this is our guy who is going to further our 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 political agenda. Although the whole thing is just although poisoned. apparently in the past in Canada in Alberta in particular in order to get the uh, what well, used to be QC designation it's now 
Casey, which is the King's Council or Queen's Council. This was an honorary. Well, listen, I can tell that you that was yeah, very, but it's very done political. by the province. But it was very political. It's not, not was. So I won't name any names here. But Paulette has a classmate who is a bencher. So bencher of the Law Society is kind of like a. I don't know if it's like the board, but you get elected to be a bencher, right? They're like the governing body of the law society. It's a volunteer position, yeah. right? And historically, when you serve as a bencher, automatic you get a QC, QC or QC. There is one individual who ran for a political party that did not get back into office and is quite a visible example. In individual, right? Good friend of, uh, of, of my wife's. Guess what? She's a bencher. Yeah, when the list came out, well, sorry, no QC for you. Exactly. Right? And now a lot of people protested that and realized, well, this is totally a political yeah. hit job, right? But it is what it is. So like Paulette said, what does that do to that designation? And apparently a number of lawyers basically said, you know what? Here's my thing back. No thanks. But a lot of people, because we live in Alberta, right? But. I can't look at that designation the same now. Well, and, 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 and be in, impressed by it, and, in, and go like, "Oh wow, you know, you're you're." Well, like, it sounds <laughs> sounds impressive, but in did you BC, get that out of a box of Cracker Jack there, Slappy, or what? Well, right? in BC, I don't believe they even give uh, QC or KCs out. Oh, okay. they did. Uh, they do in, twenty years ago in, in England. They still do it. Yeah, so I think it is it is a very provincial thing. Yes, um, but uh, and maybe it's changed, but for the longest time i know they stopped in bc right. so maybe they started again. i don't know if they did right it's somewhat archaic yeah yeah okay so those are that's the most shocking things for, for us for me 2023 and i've been hearing i just saw it's a, the, the year the heat came and did not leave oh my god so how quickly we've hit this inflection point and just wait till this summer I was talking to people yesterday. Be this, on fire. We're gonna have fires. And I'm talking February. about guys are from Calgary, and I'm like, so how's this in Calgary? How's business? He goes, well, you know, it's not not great, not bad. He goes, but boy, we're sure not looking forward to the drought that we're gonna have. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what uh, predictions do you have <laughs> with high confidence? <laughs> or you could even start with low confidence. I, I think we'll see a drop in interest rates. I think that'll start moving back. So is that a high confidence one? I'd say it's mid-confidence, okay. right? Because you can never predict what's going to happen uh, financially. I think... So, so I kept saying predictions 2023. It's predictions 2024. 24. I think... I don't know. I think Disney will continue to struggle with whatever content they have for 2024, maybe they'll start turning the ship around. Uh, but I think they got a lot of stuff in the pipeline that's going to continue to be poorly received. Um, boy, I don't know how things are going to play out in the U.S. I really don't. I, I would not venture a, a, a prediction there. I know how I hope it turns out. You mean like for... Um, political stuff. For you know? political stuff? Yeah, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I do not know how it's going to turn out. I think uh, I'm we're too far away. I think from from understanding the U.S. To yeah. um, I think we'll have fires again. Another year of of insane fires, especially here in Alberta. I I would put high confidence on that. 
you know, have to just look at my lawn and go, holy crap, this thing's dry as a bone. Yeah, I think uh, I would have a high confidence that, uh, that uh, for me, high confidence is that there will be enormous fires yeah. in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. Um, you know, including, and, and I hope this never happens, we were standing at McNally High School two days ago um, overlooking, you know, that neighborhood. And when you look at the number, like how many trees there are, it just hit me. Holy crap. Like. If it was that dry, that whole friggin' thing, like that whole river valley could go up. Go, right? yeah. It would not be, I mean, dry trees, right? Or even just that neighborhood. When you look at like how much foliage there is, like something could start at one end and just take that kind of like Maui and how quick it could happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, like, like hope not. Let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. But it's not under the realm of, of possible. Right. I think, yeah, so high confidence is it's going to be the burning summer. It's going to be awful. Yep. Um, low confidence, I think, uh, I will predict with low confidence that Joe Biden will win. Yeah. So I would predict, I think that, so and I've heard this this stuff that one of the things that Matt Gates has been doing has been going in at, for Republican primaries and backing and endorsing candidates that are kind of extreme of course uh well he might get replaced he might get tossed from congress like george santos did they're working there's some backroom stuff happening around gates right could be but he's apparently successfully uh replacing more moderate candidates that Kevin McCarthy had backed for republican primaries so i actually think even if trump and, and maybe this is a medium confidence, is even if media, if Trump wins the presidency, he won't have the Senate or the, uh, or the, or House. the House. Because yeah. the track record is that these crazies um, don't convince the electorate that they should be elected, um, except in true, truly uh, deep blue states. Right. Least. Blue, well, no blue which color i always get them mixed up red is red uh, is GOP. the gop so yeah. red states yeah i'm going to predict with medium confidence that he will be kept off the ballot in at least a couple of more states michigan just refused to hear it yeah but the the colorado one is kind of funky because although he's now not supposed to be on the primary ballot they have stayed the decision until only till the, January fourth until the, the dis, until the appeal has been filed. No, apparently it was only till January fourth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway. And the, and the Supreme Court was refusing to hear it. Really? As far as I know. Right. No, I think they were re- refusing oh, no, they to hear re- Jack Smith's thing. Right. Well, they're going to let the Eleventh Circuit appellate go first. Decide, which is smart, because why would you want all that political heat? When you like, can wait. And what I've heard, and Midas Touch uh, is a is a channel that I really enjoy because they're they're all lawyers and right. And like they said, it's not really a victory for Trump. It's a strategic move on the Supreme Court because if the decision is really w- well written, and there's no there's nothing that the Supreme Court can really change, gra- you know, change? latch they just onto. Basically say, they're oh, going to be like, go. oh, I'm sorry, sounds good to right? me. Yeah, or it's like, well, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing here that looks like we can really intercede. Now they'll still get some ire, but not as much as if they'd stepped in and and went, we're deciding, right? Yeah. So it's like, why would you do that? You're like, let this guy take the heat. 
Well, and I heard George Conway, and George Conway is a conservative commentator who is quite right wing. Kellyanne Conway's ex-husband, ex-husband. or soon-to-be ex-husband. Yeah, and uh, I never understood that no, relationship. No, no, but no. the uh, but uh, he said he, whenever he sees decisions like that, the first thing he does is go look at the dissents. Right. And he said the problem with the dissents, particularly, and not just in the Colorado one, but the, some of the other decisions. All the other decisions that have thrown out this application have all been not substantive. They've all been procedural. Right. Oh, we don't have jurisdiction. Oh, you can't do this because of that court or this law right. is inadequate, blah, blah, blah. It's all been very procedural. Sure. And so the issues from the dissenters are almost like, oh, you know, it's too, too short a trial. You know, it's not that there's anything wrong with the decision. It's that you didn't follow the procedure. Right. Well, process. this is this is people you know, covering their own butts. Yeah. Because, again, why would you put yourself out there? The place is so volatile. Like the number of death threats that people are getting. You know, I can't blame people. for If there's a way out where you're like, <laughs> you know, we're going to put the emphasis on this and then kind of like, oh, sorry, you know no culpa (laughs) why wouldn't you do that that's just human nature it takes some pretty big cojones and or 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 guts to come out and say yeah i'm saying definitively you know i'm putting myself out there that he's he's uh ineligible to run you know and here's my address you know please don't kill me yeah it's it's so volatile right yeah um, so that's my high, medium, and low. What about, uh, are we going to discover definitive proof of, I was going to say God, but you know, I'm just kidding, of, uh, an extraterrestrial life in no, 2024? No, I have no confidence in that. No? No, no. no I don't think, think so. I, I'm going to give it low. I'm going to say we do with low confidence. Okay. I mean, I know it's going to happen eventually. 2024? Maybe. Okay. And that could be everything from a microbe to, uh, you know, people landing on the on the lawn of the White House, well, or non people, I guess. Man, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I I remember when uh, when I was in my early thirties, and it wasn't quite the two thousand. Low these many years ago. Long time ago, and feels think, that way. Thinking, uh, man, you know, twenty twenty is so far away. <laughs> yeah. Now it's going to be 2024 i'm going oh man <laughs> anyway um hey so media what kind of media did you consume this this in this joyous new year anything christmasy enough well a little bit yeah we watched elf my wife wanted to watch we Die watched Hard, scrooged which is really a good movie when you think about it. bill murray's awesome yeah we watched um Family uh, a Christmas vacation. Okay, so yeah. you you went hard into the the Christmas. And usually every year I've watched the old Alistair Sim Scrooge. Didn't watch it this year. Oh, yeah. Decided to skip it. So I have uh, decidedly not gone with Christmas this year for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, we did watch. Oh my God, we watched. Uh, there's this uh, series called Slow Horses on Apple, Apple Plus or whatever. Okay. Uh, it stars Gary Oldman. Oh yeah! Oh uh, wow! And it's uh, it's actually quite good. Okay. Um, 
So it's been a long time since my wife and I kind of started watching a show and kind of just like we binge watched the whole series okay. first season in one one day. Wow. It was so and so there's like six hours. It must have been good. It was good. Yeah. So the last time we binge watched like that was uh, Prime Suspect. Okay. So another British uh, crime right. thing. And do you guys subscribe to BritBox? We do have. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't think we subscribe to it. I think we did for a while, but yeah. my aunt and uncles love it. Yeah, my my uh, sister in law loves BritBox. Okay. So, uh, but uh, no, not so much. And uh, but yeah, so Slow Horses. Oh yeah. It's um, boy, Gary Oldman plays this uh, this this uh, spy for MI five who. Uh, the thing, the thing about it is that, like, he's a disheveled, greasy, smoking, drinking. Looks like you can. He does such a good job of being kind of disgusting. You're kind of like totally. Um, it's like you can smell him through the. Through oh the wow! Really? Eh? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, like you're just going like, oh. yeah, <laughs> like he's wearing Amazing. these clothes that look like they have, you know, there's a certain look that clothes yeah, that yeah, are yeah, yeah. really kind of smelly. Sure, like these clothes. Gary Oldman like, is at a like he is such a chameleon. It is a total chameleon. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and it's very unflattering. He plays Truman in Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. Uh, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't but seen apparently it. Apparently, it, it, he does an amazing job. Again, he's the kind of guy that just disappears into these roles because he played uh, Winston Churchill. He played uh, several Sid, times, Sid, I think. Uh, Sid Vicious. Sid yes. Vicious. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty. That, that was, was kind of his breakout role, I think, or one of them. Well, one of them. I, I can't remember which came first, that or Prick Up Your Ears. <laughs> which <laughs> did oh I ever tell God. you my I prick did up, not like Prick Up Your did Ears? Did I ever tell you my Prick Up Your Ears story? No. Oh my God. So, I. Uh, I'd have been in college at that time, and I, I somehow connected with this girl, very nice, attractive girl, and uh, we hit it off. I think it might have been at a party. So we decided to go out on a date, you know? So we went for dinner, and we were going to go see a movie, and I knew nothing about this movie. So we wound up Montreal. <laughs> it was we pick went, up your ears. We went to this, like, Cineplex, you know, downtown, and we're looking at different movies, and I'm like, well, what about this one? And she's like, okay. So, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was like the acting was, it's probably the first time I'd seen Gary Oldman. Yeah. And uh, cause he plays this Joe Orton. Jo- yeah. Joe Orton. Who knew the Beatles. And yeah. Yeah. This girl was like, Oh my God. What the hell was that? And I knew I was in trouble. I'm like, well, I enjoyed the movie, but I don't think that was like, you're never going to see her. No, I pretty much never did. <laughs> she drove me home and she was like, well, it's been nice. Goodbye. Boom. Never on. see you again. Oh man. Bad. So, Tell my kids, research the movie. <laughs> Find out. Especially don't just, for dates. Don't just take a girl to a movie you don't know about. You never know. But I thought it was a great, not a great movie, but I thought it was a well, well done movie. You know, interesting story. Because it has, uh, he played Dr. Octopus. Um, the hell's his act, that actor's name? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he played Dr. Octopus in in the original Spider-Man. Well, and then in, in, in the one with Dr. Strange when they brought him back. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember. But again, really well-established lo- uh, actor. Also early career, right? Yeah. Interesting. Um, um, Reacher. 
season two. I, I just watched uh, one episode of it. So I'm loving it. Okay. Uh, I'd have watched the whole thing in a weekend if they hadn't. Now they're releasing it one, one a week. We're going to watch Loki uh, season two because we've been holding off to get the whole family together. I hear what if looks good. Season two. I watched that the first episode. I, I do think that the MCU is in trouble. Yeah, it's they, too complicated. They need to uh, reboot. Need to simplify. Yeah. Um, I watched Rebel Moon. Oh, have you? I heard about that. Is that with DiCaprio? No. Rebel okay. Moon is the one, a Zack Snyder kind of take on a, a Star Wars-esque. Okay. Uh, now, now, I think the Star Wars-esque universe is a real overstatement. Mm. It is uh, not really Star Wars okay. at all. I mean, there are some similarities. It's it's basically, I mean, like Foundation or or Dune. It's a sci-fi in a different universe. reality, right. different universe. Okay, um, that's what it shares with Star Wars. Is it good? Um, <laughs> it's not that's bad. a long pause. Well, so I think the storytelling. What's the word I'm looking for? So the story. So it Bad. looks. It looks amazing. Okay. So a. It looks amazing. Right. It has all the features that make for an interesting story, but it's almost like it was rushed. Okay. And they haven't spent enough time developing the characters, so you uh, care enough it's about. It's a little them. underdone. Now, apparently, there is an extended director's cut that's coming out. <laughs> of like, course. He just did this. Like uh, This is the movie I really wanted to make. Well, right. Why did you make that in the first place? Well, and it might have been better suited it's to being seven hours to doing it like a mini-series instead of right. a single yeah. movie. But they wanted to release it in theaters. Sure. So, um, yeah. So, there's certain characters yeah. that kind of appear and disappear with okay. limited backstory. Sure. And kind of going, what? Oh, one thing I, I haven't watched yet, but I'm I might take my wife to is uh, Queen, uh, on IMAX the uh, live in Montreal. They've released it on IMAX. Okay, it's going to be playing here. Like Queen the town. band or Queen, Queen the band, okay. right? And I'm and I've got the Blu-ray of that concert. It was two nights and they they mixed them together. Phenomenal concert video, but to see it on on IMAX would be pretty cool. So I might go see that. Okay. And then uh, you talk about Zack Snyder. It's not media, but so my so Isaac's hockey team are the Spartans. This is actually the second time he's been on a team called the Spartans. And so I amuse myself every time that they score a goal. I scream out, this is Sparta! <laughs> my wife was just like, oh, God. Mind you, by the third or fourth time, she thought it started thinking it's kind of funny. Because I'll No, she's yeah. like, oh, then she did it with me. You know, so that's going to be our thing now <laughs> when they score. This is Sparta! Everybody else is just going, yay. Come on, put some pepper on it, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, that's it. Uh, so, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. And we'll see you later for some uh, some, some turkey, turkey soup. Turkey Looking soup. Looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, have a great week. You too, man. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye.